This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. One week from today, folks, if you love this state and our country, you will not hesitate to vote for Lee Zeldin, who will join me here in about 20 minutes, coming up at 8.05. Tom Sullivan for assembly in uh, Queens. Love Tom Sullivan. Tina Forte out of Long Island. She'll be here tomorrow. Joe Pinion. He was here on Monday with me and Andrew Giuliani. He's up against uh, that louse Chuck Schumer. Anthony Desposito out of Long Island. Michael Henry. He was on this show yesterday, running against Letitia James. Nick LaLota, he was on this show yesterday, taking over that seat that Lee Zeldin has vacated. Nicole Maliotakis, got to beat that uh, Laos Max Rose out on Staten Island. Cara Castronova, Mark Molinaro, and a host of others. Do the right thing. Vote Republican on Tuesday. You just have to. It is. People go, it's not about Republicans. Yes, it is. It is. There is one side that clearly has dangerous policies. That's Democrats. So it is about Republicans and Democrats. It sounds nice to say, no, it's not. It is. Anyway, my next guest was the Nassau County executive and a darn good one. Now, Bruce Blakeman has that position now, and I love Bruce, and Bruce is doing a great job. But Laura Curran may have won again, if not for Todd Kaminsky. At least we believe that. Now she's a media superstar. Her podcast, Cut to the Chase, here on the Red Apple Podcast Network does big, big, big numbers, and it is great. So here she is, my friend Laura Curran. Good morning, Laura. Hey, good morning. So I heard your long list of Republicans. I feel honored as a Democrat that you're asking me to come and talk to you today. I do that once in a while because, you know, John Katsimatidis, uh, our friend and, and boss, he's always talking about common sense politicians. And, and, yeah. and I don't want to argue with John because he's like my dad. I love him. But I have not come across many common-sense Democrats. I'm sorry. I just haven't. I thought maybe the guy from West Virginia, Joe Manchin, was one of those. I was wrong. David Patterson once in a while. But then he says Zeldin wasn't good last week against Hochul. That's ridiculous. I haven't come across many. But I will say this. If there is one, it's you. Well, I appreciate that. You know, it's so interesting watching what's going on in politics right now. And it's, it, it, is, it is a tough tough year for Democrats. And I have to say, I'm happy that I'm not running for anything. I'm having fun with the podcast and all the other stuff that I'm doing. And I'm watching this, you know, and it's easy to comment on this from the cheap seats. Uh, But I'm watching this and I'm seeing there was this really interesting Wall Street Journal poll that had, you know, Democrats, this is nationally now, generally kind of ahead, about three points ahead, just the mood of the country favoring Democrats. That was in August. A few months later, fast forward, now Democrats are two two points behind. There's this momentum that is happening with the Republican Party, uh, and we're seeing it here in New York, which is really shocking because you think about the candidacy of Kathy Hochul. Now, I I, I like – I have to be very clear with you. I like Kathy Hochul. I know her personally a little bit. And I do have a lot of empathy for her because the first day she became governor was the first day she was a candidate to, you know, to become the governor 
through the election. That is not easy. Running a huge state, having to deal with all of the politics, all of the issues, it's insanity and it's very hard. I do feel, however, that her her campaign has not served her well. Uh, the fact that she had a 24-point lead and is now you know, either a six-point lead or a one-point deficit, depending on what poll you're looking at, tells me that the campaign has not served her well. The messaging around crime has been really painful to watch, especially, you know, I was very much a law and order kind of person. I understand the importance of public safety. And you also have to understand being in tune, excuse me, in tune with where people are, with what they're thinking, with what they're concerned about, with what they're anxious about, and not putting it down or trying to sort of argue it, but acknowledging it and then saying, okay, here's what I'm going to do to solve this problem. Well, you just nailed it. The crime thing is where she's getting killed. I hate that. There it is, uh, crime killed. But, uh, you know, when she tells people that it's a perception, Eric Adams does the same thing, the mayor. It's a perception. It's in your head. It's not as bad as you think. And then, of course, every day, every day, the first seven pages, Laura, of the New York Post, the first four headlines with Deb Valentine, we're talking about violent crimes. You know, she keeps talking about murders and guns. Kathy, what about rape? What about assault? What about battery? All these other very serious crimes that she just discounts because it doesn't fit her narrative. So you may like her. I don't like her. And I think she's doing a huge disservice to the people here in New York. And she's lying. Every day she's lying. She deserves to lose. That's the bottom line. Now, but you got to look at, the, at just the reality of it. It's a two-to-one advantage for Democrats I know. in New York State. Yep. And a growing number of independents, by the way. A lot of people I speak to are like either dropping out of their party or registering to be independent because they don't want anything to do with either of them. Uh, and you will have people who are passionate who don't like Trump, who are passionate about abortion, who are passionate about guns. They will come out. But there's a big. Oh, oh, hold on. Hold on a second. You just said. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You just said don't like Trump. OK. And I went on a whole yeah. rant about this yesterday, Laura. Donald Trump is not running. Donald Trump hasn't been in office for nearly two years. Oh, no, I know. Lee Zeldin doesn't not, have dinner not... with Donald Trump every night. Why does Donald Trump's name even come up in this gubernatorial race in New York? Why? Because, because it's a way to get people passionate about something. Because the Democrats have nothing else. Because they've got nothing else. Nothing else. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but my point is there are these these issues that will get people out to vote who are passionate, you know, passionate about these issues. But there's a great swath of people who aren't motivated and aren't passionate. And as you say, Trump is, hasn't been the president for a while. He doesn't even live in New York anymore. They don't really care that much. They're not thinking about him very much. They're not necessarily going to be motivated by that. Same with abortion. Abortion is a big issue for a lot of people, but it's about number five now in the state in terms of a motivating issue. So you got to talk to the people where they are and what they're passionate about. And as we've been talking about, as everyone's been talking about, it's crime, it's inflation, it's the price of gas, it's the economy. And it's this overall sense of are these people, do they get who we are and do they have a plan to take care of our issues? That's going to be the motivating factor. And the motivation right now feels to me, and I, you know, I talked to a lot of people on Long Island, that Nassau's very much can go, can go either way. We're very purple here. I'm feeling a lot of enthusiasm. I'm hearing a lot of enthusiasm for the Republicans. I'm not. I'm hearing a lot of anxiety and apathy on the side of the Democrats. And that's a really strange place to be in New York State and even in Nassau County among the Democrats here. Very honest. Laura Curran here on uh, the show this morning. Well, let me uh, uh, put this scenario out there for you, Laura. 
let's say with all you just said, and you're being honest, right? Crime's an issue. Yeah. Abortion's not an issue. It's legal here. Lee Zeldin is not going to change that. So running on right. abortion. But again, it's a motion. It's not necessarily the fact. It's I like know. Using data denier. Okay, the fact is, yes, it's not going to change. Very likely not going to change. But people are emotional about it. Uh, I, I understand. Campaign exploits yeah. that emotion. We always say Democrats are about emotion. Republicans were about facts. And sometimes emotion is enough to win. But when emotion is the motivation and you do win, that means bad news for the people in that city, in that state. So if emotion wins on Tuesday and Hochul stays in office, even after what you just put out there, how disappointing would that be for people in New York who want safety, take the train, go to work, better education, all these things that make life better. She's not talking about any of it, and she may win based on emotion. How disappointing is that? Well, my my problem is that people aren't that emotional about those issues, at least the gr- the great number of voters. So you could have – I mean, look at the fact that her campaign is now engaging with the very progressive Working Families Party and other progressive groups to get out the vote. Because they're afraid people aren't going to vote. The, you know, they're, they're, they're having rallies with uh, minority communities. And you look at the Hispanic community, you look at the Asian community, you look at the Orthodox Jewish community. Any one of these communities could make a difference in a close race like this. And imagine the power that will come to those communities if they do sway an election. You know, we're seeing nationally the Hispanic enthusiasm for Democrats is shrinking from, from, from you know, there's a margin of uh, double digits now to single digits. Asian community, we're seeing the same thing. I just talked about that in my latest podcast. So these communities kind of, which I think Democrats have taken for granted for many years, are starting to think, hmm, I'm not sure if I'm really in line with these folks on their issues. I might take a look at the Democrats. That's a really interesting shift that's happening as well. And that's a lesson to me. You should never hmm. take any voting group or any voter for granted. you gotta, you got to prove it every single day that you are there for them on their issues. Laura Curran, again, check out her podcast. It's Terrific Cut to the Chase, one of the more popular podcasts we've got on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You know why. She's really terrific. What about those are local races, Laura, Nassau County, Suffolk County? Which ones are you paying very close attention to? Well, I'm watching the state Senate, uh, and we have several. We have quite a few. Of our, of our nine, we have a lot of Democrats right now. I'm concerned that we're going to lose uh, a lot of them. Some are saying of the nine, we might just keep two. Uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how the enthusiasm is. And honestly, right now, it's all about getting out the vote. If people don't vote, you know, they get the government they deserve. So I encourage anyone. I don't, I'm not telling you who to vote for. I actually don't care who you vote for. I trust people to vote for who they think is the best person. But the more you vote, the more accountability you have. But I'm, I'm, I think, and I'm hearing whispers that a lot of the, uh, the down ballot folks are worried about the Hochul effect. And of course, let's not forget the Biden effect. That's going to, you know, that people don't necessarily know the nitty gritty of the local scene, but they go with what they see at the top. And what they see at the top with Biden is not inspiring a lot of confidence. You know, I'm, I'm sure I'm not breaking news when I say that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, not just Biden, but as Bill O'Reilly pointed out about 30 minutes ago, where's the vice president? Where's Kamala Harris? Six days away from these huge midterm elections, Democrats are, are dying to hold on to the House. They won't. And the Senate, they may not. Where the hell is Kamala Harris? You know, we've got Obama. Thank God we've got Obama, someone with some charisma and some sense. Uh, I, maybe they're keeping her under wraps because they don't think she's they think she's a liability, you know, which she could be.
Oh, come on. You know she is. Stop that. Maybe she is. She's stupid. <laughs> Let's be honest. And Obama was in Nevada yesterday. That's right. He, he's still the guy. He's still calling most of the shots. I mean, you got Joe Biden down in Florida yesterday, Laura. He doesn't know what century yeah. it is. He keeps talking about his son being killed in Iraq. God rest Bo's soul. Like he was not killed in not- Iraq. He's talking about 54 I states. Know. I mean, this is pathetic, Laura. And they're not putting him in swing states because it, they don't want to take the chance. Well, I don't blame them. All right. Well, listen, the uh, the election again is only six days away. So um, yeah. I need your prediction, not who you want to win, not what you want to see. But if you and I talk again a week from today, next Wednesday, the day after Election Day, Laura Curran, who's going to be yes. the governor here in New York? I am predicting that Hochul wins by five. Yeah. I did see a poll this morning. She, I guess Emerson, she was up by six or seven. One other poll had Lee Zeldin actually winning. And most of the folks who follow this closely are giving Lee a chance, but they still think, like you just said, Kathy's going to win. So you think Hoko by five? I think mathematically, yes. However, however, I've been wrong before. It's all about enthusiasm. And, you know, if, if this is important to you, you got to vote either way. Now, what days uh, does Cut to the Chase come out here on the uh, the podcast network? Monday afternoon. It's a half hour. I try to keep it pretty short because I don't want to, you know, be, I don't want to get boring. Right. Uh, and we talk to local officials. I talk to everyone uh, about anything. A lot of uh, politics, current events. Um, I'm hoping to get a shrink on actually for the next for the one the day before election day to talk about the emotional temperature of the country and how crazy everything is and what we can do about it i love that well that's a great day to be on just a few hours before the big day coming up on monday again laura congratulations on cut to the chase love to have you spend more time on this program you know i think you're great so thank you so much for today and uh, enjoy this beautiful wednesday in new york city Thanks, Sid. Keep kicking it. You're doing great. Uh, Thank you. There she is, folks, former Nassau County executive, once again, the host of one of the most popular podcasts on the Red Apple Podcast Network, Cut to the Chase. That's my friend, Laura Curran. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.